Hi, it's Michael Kerr here presenting Small Business Banter. A healthy micro and small business sector means a successful economy and a more vibrant society. Small Business Banter is about helping regional business owners better prepare for current challenges, but also for the next stage of business success. I'm Michael Kerr, founder of Kerr Capital, advisors to business owners. Each week, I interview a fellow small business owner or an expert, and they share their stories, their lived experiences, the wins and the losses, and their best advice to help you, the listener, get the most you can from your own business. Small Business Banter is brought to you from the studios of 104.7 Gippsland FM and is heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. And thanks also to Kerr Capital, supporters of the show. Okay, welcome to another edition of Small Business Banter Radio. Uh, really pleased, really excited to have Harry Crass uh, in talking with us today. Uh, firstly, welcome, Harry. Nice to see you. Harry, um, I'll just give a quick bio. Um, what we're going to be chatting about today is family businesses. And Harry is a, is is an expert in all matters family business. Um self-described ordinary guy who has a passion for working with families, and he's done that for uh, well over 30 years, um, started out as an accountant um, and, and, and developed into a, a specialist with small uh, – with, sorry, with family businesses. So um, do you just want to uh, pad that out a little bit, Harry, just to put the, the listeners into the frame about your experience and um, expertise? Excellent, Michael. Uh, I refer to myself these days as a, as a reformed accountant. Uh, calling yourself an accountant uh, <clears throat> sets up all sorts of uh, – it's not, it's not really the most exciting way to introduce yourself, uh, but I enjoyed my life um, as an accountant. Um, we had a chartered accounting practice, uh, public practice, uh, for 30 years. Uh, most of our clients were small and family businesses. Uh, they – were great at what they did, or most of them were, were good at what they did. They were good technical operators, um, but lack, lacked the financial muscle, and we tended to provide that. In the course of that work, um, I found that as an accountant, I was helping them perhaps plan forward in terms of their financials, but predominantly looking backwards at what had happened. And when they would ask me, well, what do I do next? You, you pointed this out to me. Uh, where do I go from here? Um, I was at a loss. Um, but, you know, I, I used to use the excuse that, hey, I'm just an accountant. You're the guy who's supposed to be the businessman. So I started looking for ways of uh, educating myself in the consulting side so I could help help my clients uh, on that front. And in the course of that, I came across an, an organisation that was just starting up at that time called Mindshop, which has now become a, an international consulting group. Um, and even after uh, close to 25 or more years, um, I'm still a member. Great people, great ideas, predominantly work around business tools and processes. Yeah, that, that helps sort of structure your consulting work with, with your family business. Absolutely. Business. And, yeah. and the concept was I'm there to help people help themselves. 
Uh, I'm a facilitator. Uh, I don't call myself an expert in, in anything, um, but having worked for the past 20-odd years with family businesses, in fact, you've got me thinking it's now close to 25 years in the family business uh, field, I've seen a whole lot yeah. and learned a whole lot. And we're going to distill some of the best bits of that over the next 25 minutes. Um, right now, your your business, if you like, is uh, it, it, it's all um, contained in a website called the Family Business Resource Centre, which we'll we'll talk a little bit more about later. But uh, you know, having reviewed that in detail, there's a lot. You know, there's, there's a wealth of information there specific to family business operators and owners. Um, so I'm, uh, so let's um, kick it off with you. You had this um, moment where you realised you know, you're getting excellent insights to the way businesses operate as an accountant, but you saw that particularly the family businesses needed more or different uh, skills. So was that was that the genesis of you going, you know, there's something in this, they're different, they need help? I suppose my starting point was um, doing that technical work of being an accountant. We we had a, uh, a client, and I still remember them well, who uh, was quite a large business, and we helped them undertake an estate planning exercise. Um, we got great solicitors involved. We thought we kind of knew what we were doing, uh, came up with a plan. Uh, because of the complexity of their situation, it was a complex plan, but it took me ages to get them to sign off on it. Uh, and after a little while, I was getting frustrated and thinking, well, hang on, you've got the best possible advice, sign this damn thing and get on with your life, uh, uh, which they eventually did. Uh, but I spent the next 12 or 18 months um, wondering what was the blocker? What, right. yeah. what stopped it from happening? Uh, and the real, realisation I eventually came to was the technical advice, advice is great, but there's a whole heap of stuff going on below the surface. Uh, and as an accountant, even though in this case um, the client's wife was in, looked after the, the financial side of the business and I had a relationship with her, I really didn't know her, right? Uh, and the driving forces behind the, the the business were really not on the horizon. I, I just I wasn't aware of them. Yeah, it's. A, I think it's a. I think it's a really common thing that you know professional technical advisors can give the world's best advice, mm. but it's just not heard or received or and it's you know there's so so you realise there's more to it and and it, does that is that because family businesses have a different outlook on things what what go, what goes like firstly what defines a family business and what goes on behind the scenes that you are able to to see that kind of disrupted or made it difficult to to take advice and, and, and move the definition forward. of family business is probably really technical ones but the one I use is quite simple it's where you've got more than one perhaps generally more than two or three family members who are working together in a business or they own it together or, or jointly own assets. And so they're kind of tied together. Uh, often uh, the small business field uh, is regarded as simple business. Uh, no business is simple, but combining business with family uh, and the family values makes it makes it a very complex situation. Um, it's often difficult to decide whether a particular decision should be made using the rules that govern business. Uh, for example, in employment, uh, commercial business uh, with no family interests involved 
would look to employ the best possible person uh, for the job. Um, in a family, there are other priorities. It, it might be finding something for my son or my daughter to do, uh, give them a head start. Um, yeah, which is which could be okay, but I'm guessing you're saying that's not always the best way to to if the objective is to grow and sustain the business, maybe that's not always the best route to take. Look, it it, it, it is um, it, it will be it can be okay, but there are traps, and I never go. Each family is unique, and each family has its own way of doing things. I don't see my job as telling them how they should be going about doing things, but pointing out um, some of the traps, uh, some of the ways they can be done better, um, and then helping them make a decision with more information at their fingertips. And, and no doubt being able to bring to them experiences working with other family businesses. That yep. I, th- I think sometimes that kind of, if you want to call that advice or um, experience it, it, it maybe it's better received because it's from somebody like us to know you're passing the message along, but it's, it's a real experience of another family business, which sometimes I think resonates, you know, more strongly than advice or technical or, you know, good or otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of the conversations I'll have will be, I've seen families do it this way and I've seen families do it the other way. And I've seen families do it the way you suggested. Um, a number of families have found this to be helpful or useful. Unfortunately, most businesses don't necessarily regard themselves as family businesses. They just regard themselves as businesses that happen to employ family members or that they're owning in conjunction with a brother or a sister or a parent um, rather than um, a family business as such. They, they don't tend to go into business uh, with the uh, with the intention of being a family business. Yeah, they just they go into business because there's an opportunity. We know each other. <laughs> Let's do this. And maybe don't, you know, they don't see it as they just see it as they see it. And, and, but only when somebody external comes in can, can perhaps sometimes a bit of perspective be brought to you are different or unique because you have a, you know, a concentrated number of family members in, in, positions of um, decision-making in the business. So, it, you know, it does, it can be a bit more complicated or, or a bit different. Look, absolutely. Um, often it's quite simplistic. A family member will start a business without any other family involved purely to feed the family. Uh, it, it's a commercial decision. It's to create a livelihood and, and an opportunity to educate and uh, provide opportunities uh, for their family, increase the family wealth. Yeah, yeah. And then they kind of slowly drag, drag family members in. Why? Why do they? Why do you think they do that? If, if it is, if it does go well, why is it just human nature that you you would reach for somebody you know that you care about to give them an opportunity, or is it you know is there more to it in terms of uh, new employees or next employees? Sometimes it's cheap employees. <laughs> you, know, you, you get the kids in to, to do the odd jobs you don't want to do. And, you'll learn uh, a lot here. <laughs> you'll learn a lot here. Absolutely. Uh, often, um, and it's often seen with um, uh, trades, tradesmen who start up a business. Um, they're good at the technical stuff of their job. But the last thing they want to know about after a hard day's work is to come home and do the accounts and uh, 
look after the paperwork and deal with the bank and and, and the customers um, uh, on, on the debt collection side. Uh, so they, they they recruit their wives uh, and and they'll start off just helping out. Um, as the business grows, um, I've seen some incredible people, often the wives, women, um, who've started off with no accounting knowledge at all, but have become amazing accountants and indispensable. That deal with all sorts of complexity. Yeah, and look, when, you know, when you, I, I suspect there's a little bit of, um, you know, when it's your business, you take that, ex, you know, if you're going to do something, you want to do it properly because the rewards are there or the risks are there if you don't, and you know, it's um, mm. you learn fast and quick. When, when we talk about family business, can you just describe a little bit about? There are, there's a lot of them in Australia. How do they range in terms of size and how many are there? Well, the, the figures that are quoted are that 70% of businesses in Australia are family-owned and managed businesses. So it's, uh, it's, it's incredibly significant and by far the, you know. Absolutely. An enormous employer um, and creator of jobs, wealth um, within the country. And, and that's common with most uh, Western economies. And if you can think of countries like India uh, and, and a lot of the Asian countries, very strong family business ownership. It is a, you'd say it's global. It's, and it's it, maybe it's natural that businesses form around those family ties, family relationships. Well, uh, there, there's a level of trust there. Um, when a business uh, reaches a certain point, uh, there's a need to then professionalise and bring in other skills and the the strengths that families bring to the business are often one trust um there are people i know i, I can trust a particular way of doing things and, and everybody kind of understands that but also more of a, a long-term perspective right. so commercial organizations are often driven by a, a ceo or a management team who are driven by financial reward yeah, short term short term yeah. um so we, we might come back to the, the, the some of the advantages. We might come back to the disadvantages very shortly. But on, on today's edition of Small Business Banter, we're, we're talking with Harry Crass from the Small Business Family Resource Centre. Um, so you, 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 you said just prior to that, there's a couple of natural advantages. What are some of the natural disadvantages that, and, and leading on to the, the, the challenges and issues you see in family business and the work you do with them to help mend? I suppose the, the, um, when I think of the disadvantages, often there's limited knowledge. Uh, you know, they're limited with the, within the knowledge that they have and don't necessarily look outside for answers um, from other people who have different experiences or have done things in different ways. It's, it, it's a bit like cooking the roast. There's our family way of doing it. Uh, it's our family way of hiring people, of uh, generating a sale. Um, I think also because many of them don't actually realise the complexity that's involved in family business, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know of some of the traps and the difficulties, and they feel that often feel that you know there's something a bit odd about them. You know, like you know we're the only ones going through this stuff. Um, whereas, in fact, um, even though each family is unique, the issues are fairly common. A family will come at it from its own direction and find its own way to deal with it, but the core issues are fairly fairly common. 
Um, limited capital is often an issue and access to capital. Um, they're they're um, limited by, you know, family funds and what's it, the, the three Fs, families, friends and other fools. Um, banks don't really want to know about small business lending. Uh, it's become very, very difficult. Yes, uh, so that, that, that's a, 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 a significant adva- disadvantage that, that they can encounter. Yeah. D- does, it, does it extend to like running a small business or a family business, but running it, 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 it involves a lot of decision-making and is that one of the inherent challenges within family businesses that it's it, the, the people involved sometimes or often live together? So does that this whole thing of taking work home is it even more magnified in a family business? Uh, I can remember one of my uh, clients uh, years ago saying uh, one of the problems of working with his wife was that she will nudge him at three o'clock in the morning and say, "Did you send out that order?" Uh, It's hard to get away from, and uh, around the the kitchen table or a family barbecue. the, the business will often issues will, will often come to the fore, so there's there's no break from it. The disadvantage though will be if some of the kids or family members work in the business and others don't. Uh, it can end up to in uh, in, in separation and and people keep being um, feeling as if they're left out. Yeah, I mean, you talked about trust being one of the advantages, but I I, I you know I could imagine that one of the downsides is that those you know family relations that relationships that become business relationships could really quickly sour the personal stuff. Is that a... Uh, look, is there are personalities to... involved. Uh, right. you know, I'm not, I, I don't profess to be uh, a counsellor or a yeah. psychologist or have any skills or knowledge in that area, so I leave that to others. But there is this thing I've heard of called sibling rivalry. So kids have grown up um, either to be competitive or are naturally competitive um, and then an issue will arise when, particularly at times of succession, when the leader of the business says, well, I'd like you, know, you my son or my daughter, to take over. Um, there can be animosity between and rivalry, often during the course of them working together, but once that selection is made, it can bring a lot of issues to, to the fore. Yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could just imagine. So, in, in the work you've done and continue to do, uh, uh, to to be able to come a, a trusted, you you kind of downplay what you do. I understand you, you know, you facilitate, but ultimately you've you have to get in. You know, someone needs to get in there if uh, to to guide some of these, you know, key decisions. And ha- how do you how do, where's the breakthrough for you to to get a family? To say, we you know we need you know we recognise we need some external perspective and and we have to start to trust somebody. How do you how do you break that down? Look, it's tough. You know, families are um, private uh, institutions. People don't necessarily like airing their dirty linen in public or calling others in or making others aware that there's a situation or an issue going on. Uh, sometimes it's out of desperation. Sometimes it will be that a family member um, has heard of um, a, a, there's an organisation called Family Business Australia, um, Australia-wide organisation, does a lot of education, uh, networking amongst family businesses um, and uh, acts as a, a, a 
a resource for for family for, for family businesses. They have fantastic um, events and conferences, um, as distinct from industry events, where people are amongst competitors and uh, 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 suppliers and customers. Here, it's non-competitive. Yeah, people okay. will openly come up and talk about their issues. Right, and that's uh, such, very. Such- is such a safety valve. I mean, I encourage all business owners of all sizes and shapes to 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 take in some external perspective, you know, from time to time, and and to be able to discuss those really thorny, tricky issues. And if you know, if it is in the commercial world, find some people that aren't competitors of you, but share those absolutely you know, those worries. And you know, there's um, a lot of value in that. Um, in, in terms of um, the you're counselling, advising, mentoring, guiding family businesses. What, what are what are the sort of um, the main things you would? You talked about Family Business Australia. So, what are the what are the top two or three things you would ask family members to start to to focus on to you know to to undo some of the problems that may be happening in the business and and to go forward positively. The start of the process is actually um, I'll sit down and meet with all family members um, and I'll try and establish rapport and, and, and a trusting relationship with them, but I'll be asking them questions such as, you know, what do you want to do? You know, what, what do you, where do you see, see your life heading? Um, what do you see the barriers are? Um, what do you see as roles for various family members? But most importantly, what troubles you? What are the things that annoy the hell out of you, um, and that you're you're weary of speaking to other family members about? Uh, I call it discussing the undiscussables. Uh, so it's about creating a safe environment where they can raise these issues, right. uh, and uh, in the first instance, just get them on the table. Uh, and often they won't be um, they'll, they'll be weary about raising them, not because. Uh, sometimes it'll be they're scared or they're they're immature or uncomfortable and don't know how to broach the subject of succession with a parent or an issue they're having with a sibling um, in in a family forum. Sometimes they just don't want to start World War Three. There are all sorts of reasons behind it, but unless we can bring those to the fore and I know what the family is actually dealing with, we have nowhere to go. So we start there. And then look at those issues, prioritise them, work out yeah, what we need to do from there. So practical, Harry. But I, I think there's a lot of there's a bit of genius in being able to firstly get the invite to have that conversation with some or all mm. of the family. I, you know, that's it's critically important. It's already a you know challenging environment. So, but then you know being bold and asking hard questions. It's um, or tough questions. That seems to be you know not enough of those are asked of um, businesses generally. That's the key. People, you know, you'll open a conversation as you and I have in the past and it'll be about your cricket or, you know, the stuff that's going on in life. Um, But the really tough topics, how how do you raise that topic? You know, like I'm I'm really worried that my, you know, my brother, uh, you know, he doesn't seem to be working very hard. He seems to be, he's gone through his third wife and, um, dissipating a lot of energy is you know here am i you know coming in at the crack of dawn and i'm here till uh, about midnight uh working away for the business but 
we actually get paid the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which might have been fine five, ten years ago, but now things have things are different. And you know, I, I think there's some of the things that you hear you talk about. It. They're, they're fundamental to all businesses, and that's mm-hmm. an example where, where yes, where whether we're related or not, everybody's got a role in the business, and mm-hmm. and you can't goof off because. I mean, you've got to be reasonable, but, you know, if you are goofing off and it is unreasonable, there's got to be a way to to address that or, or redress that. So, um, but, you know, I, I just keep getting this, you know, uh, very consistent theme that it's it's different, more challenging perhaps when it is family members. And well, The difficulty is you, you take it home with you. You can't get away from it. Mm. Um, I was in business with Mabala for quite a number of years. Um, we've got a, we had a great relationship then. We still do. But I know that um, when I'd come home, my wife would be saying to me, you know, Harry, why is it that Mark's you know, um, uh, doing this, that or the other? Yeah. Why are you coming home at 8 o'clock? And I heard him, he was home at 6. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, his wife would be um, asking the same questions of him. Um, and the issue, which brings up the issue of in-laws or sometimes in family business, they're known as outlaws. Um, and how they're brought into the, the conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's pretty hard for both parties to leave them out. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that that family dinner or barbecue the next weekend's a bit probably a, a bit more yeah. um, subdued or awkward. Hey, um, Harry, look, unfortunately, that's a, that's about it for our time today. I, I Look, I think, you know, just there you've given us anybody – in family business, I think get a you know consider getting some trusted advice, specialist advice. Get the hard questions out on the table, and I think the third one was um, you know prioritize them like anybody else. You know we've got a ton of things we're going to have to deal with, but tackle the um, the, the really hard ones. Uh, there's a lot at stake for the business, but also particularly in the work you do with the family. So we'd encourage, you know, everyone to, you know, to realise that. And and even if they don't know they're a family business, consider that again because the relationships extend and uh, can be, you know, really badly damaged. Um, Harry Crass from for, uh, Family Business Resource Centre, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Michael. It's been, been great speaking to you and thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, excellent. All right, well, you go well, Harry. So that is all for today's episode of Small Business Banter. I continue to be inspired bringing you small business experts and other small business owners and hearing their stories. If you want to listen to any past episode, jump onto your podcast platform of choice and search Small Business Banter. There you will find a diverse and fascinating collection of small business owners and experts openly discussing and sharing their experiences. For any of the links, resources, or information we've talked about on the show today, or to contact me, please head over to smallbusinessbanter.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And it would be great to have you tune in the same time next week for another episode of Small Business Banter.